like at the end of the day, like you don't have to be like the most successful person or you don't have to have like the most sales or, you know, I know you do marketing research. You don't have Mm -hmm. to be the, the smartest person on the block. You don't have to have like everything, um, perfect and follow all the rules. But I think there's a lot to be said of like how you project like your own energy and your own attitude into any situation. Is your energy easily influenced by your surroundings? Do you feel things deeply and avoid conflict? Would you consider yourself a people pleaser? If so, you are most likely an HSP or highly sensitive person just like me and might have been told you're weak, too emotional, or a ton of other things suggesting you have a flawed personality. But don't worry, these aren't actually flaws. In fact, they can be channeled and used for so much strength. Hello, beautiful souls. You're listening to Instant Ease with Presh. Welcome back. Thank you for coming back. All right, so we have Emily Tinger here today. I'm going to be interviewing her. She has been a sales manager for several years now. She is an HSP and empath, and she'll just be discussing um, kind of her perspective and her experience as a sales manager. Um, Emily Tinger has received several promotions throughout her career. Her and I actually met in college several years ago um, through work, and became instant best friends and to this day she is my very best friend um and meeting in a professional workplace and becoming friends we've always kind of you know been able to rely on each other for work advice and you know just strive to be our very best she will be joining us today and i hope you enjoy the conversation so without further ado here we go Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Instant Ease with Presh. I have Emily Tinger here. I'm super excited. Um, She's actually my best friend, and she's an HSP, and she is one of the most empathetic people I know. She has such a kind heart, and so I know all of you will love her just as much as I do hearing this episode. Um, So I'm excited to jump in and see what she has to say about being an HSP. Um, So Emily. Hey. (laughs) Thank you for being here today. Um, Which HSP traits are most prominent for you? Yeah, so I actually had never taken the quiz that you you had sent me before. And like, I had heard about HSP before, but I didn't know that there was like a, like a whole like list of traits that were like aligned to them. Um, So something that's kind of funny, but, and my boyfriend always like jokes around with me, but is like, any violent or scary or like horror movies like I cannot watch like literally any of them um he always makes fun of me but no for real like I just cannot because I start to feel like I'm part of the movie um I know like in the past like if I ever watch a scary movie I'll have like a dream or something like that night and it's like so vivid um so anything like that or anything like super like I'm, I know I'm like not the most, this is probably not the most popular opinion, but like anything that's like, um, scary or just like a lot of drama or something like that. I just like, I internalize it. So like, for me, it feels like I'm putting in like a lot of effort. Like when, when I watch like any scary movies, horror movies or anything like that. And like, 
that's probably why I binge watch a lot of like reality TV, which is <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I mean, I can, I can definitely relate to that. Um, drama definitely actually has recently been getting to me. I can't even watch reality TV a lot of it lately. Um, because I am very similar for some reason, certain horror movies aren't as bad for me, but just the drama, I can't, it's just yeah. too, too real for me, too stressful. Yes, yes. <laughs> the, the, the struggle is, is definitely real with that one. Um, other than like that one being like an obvious one, um, like definitely confrontation. Like I know, um, like being in my, my position, whether it's like at work or like in my personal life, like um, I, I try to like overcome this, um, a lot of the time, but it doesn't always work out the best for me, but just when, en- whenever someone's like very confrontational, um, to me, I definitely like feel like I'm, I'm taking on their energy. I could be having like the best day in the whole world, but as soon as someone like approaches me and is like very confrontational or very aggressive, like I start to feel very overwhelmed. And like my first response is like, how can I fix this situation? How can I make them happy? How can I turn their day upside down? So I oftentimes I'm not like very confrontational to them back um, because I really want to understand like more or less, like why are they being like this? And like, um, I, I definitely know that I'll start to take home that stress. I know I definitely do that at work too. Um, and then like another one for me is like time. So basically anytime, like I know I have like some, even if it's like to hang out with you, I know this is like super embarrassing, but like whenever, even if I hang out with like a friend or even like my mom or like I have an appointment, I always feel like I need to be like early on time. Like I'm always leaving like at the exact time. And I will put like a lot of stress on myself to rush and get ready uh, just to make sure that I get um, there on time. Also, like if Um, I ever get like an assignment or like a task for me that's like, hey, I need this done by like end of day. Um, I am always like stressing out. I'll get it done. um, But I know I like will internalize that. And I would so much rather be in that stressed out mode than um, like deal with the repercussions of like being five minutes late or whatever it may be, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think you do a great job of giving yourself plenty of time and you're always on time. Um, but it's just, it's just funny how similar we are. I guess that's why we're best friends, but I can yeah. definitely relate to all these things that you're saying. Um, so when did you first suspect you might be an HSP? Yeah. Um, that's a really good question. I think probably like, honestly, as young as I can remember, like even being like three or four years old, um, I, I definitely could tell that I would like start to take on like emotions or like energy in a room um my parents got divorced at a really young age so like I remember even as like a young kid like um like if if one of them were upset or um or if there was like a stressful situation I would definitely think of like how can I make the situation better like how can I make people like me or or whatever it might be so I would say like honestly as early as three or four and I think it's kind of like followed me when I really noticed it like started to like affect my life was definitely like I would say in middle school every every girl's favorite time of their life right right? (laughs) um yeah so uh yeah I would say like middle school like people pleasing. Like I definitely had, like, I felt like a large group of friends. 
Um, but like, you know, you can only invite so many friends to do certain things. And like, if any of them were upset, I would just feel so distraught, like so uncomfortable. Um, I remember even like one December, um, there was this like friend situation and it was really getting to me and I was on vacation and like the whole vacation, it was like all I could think about. It was like really eating me alive. So I think that's like when I really started to notice, like, does everyone feel this way or, you know, is it just me? So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> In middle school, it's just such a time where that really comes out. A hundred percent. Yes. Agree. <laughs> um, and would you consider yourself an introverted or an extroverted? HSP because there are both, believe it or not, it's less common to be an extroverted HSP, but actually 30% of HSPs are extroverted. So I'm curious mm, what you consider yourself. That's interesting. Um, I don't like, I guess it's, it's different. I feel like a lot of people would consider me like extroverted, um, which I, I, I guess I would probably align with being more extroverted. I don't think I'm always the most extroverted person in the room. Um, but I know when I'm like in a group of introverts, I, d- I am usually the one to like be like the, or I try to like speak up or like lead a group. Mm-hmm. But if I was in a group of like extroverts, I would probably like take a few steps back. So yeah, I guess, I guess extroverted, but I I feel like I'm kind of in the middle. I'm not like super introverted. Like I love being around people, but I don't always have to be like the focus, if that makes sense. That makes complete sense. And, um, from what I understand, I mean, just being your best friend, um, you just always make everyone feel so welcome in the room. So I feel like that part of you is extroverted, but I think you also value time alone to like process things. If I understand you correctly. Yeah. Like I think I'm I'm better at like asking people questions about themselves. Like yes. I love people to be like open with me, but I'm not very good of like I really do a bad job of like ever speaking up about myself. Yeah. If that you makes do. sense. <laughs> no, it's just I just it's just because you're so empathetic. So it's a compliment to you Thanks. because um it's just amazing to watch. You just make everyone feel so warm and seen. Um, so it's funny that you feel like you aren't or don't have to be the most extroverted, but I feel like you're definitely one of the people to make everyone feel like comfortable in the room. So that's just highly valued. Thank you. I appreciate that. That means a lot. Yeah. Do you think maybe you're more introverted or extroverted depending on like the situation or do you think it's pretty consistent across the board? Ah, yeah, it's definitely dependent on the situation. I think like, um, I'm trying to think of like an example, I guess like at work is like a lot of my examples, but like for work, if I have like, um, I'm a leader. So, um, I'm a manager, like a sales manager. And, um, whenever I have, um, you know, sales professionals reporting to me, you're either going to have really good months or you're not going to have such great months. And sales is like one of those careers that is just like super emotional (laughs) (laughs) because you kind of tie your money into how well or how busy you are. It's a great point. And I think like, sometimes I have, people that are very emotional and my first like response, if they're like aggressive towards me or they're kind of like, um, they're voicing their concerns. Um, 
saying that they're doing everything they can and there's nothing that they can't like improve upon. I guess my first response isn't always to like attack back or like match them at that same energy level. And so a lot of the time I'll just like probably be a little bit more introverted. Um, and it takes me time to like process really what they're saying and try to really understand where they're coming from. So I'll probably ask a lot of questions. I'll probably end the connection and then it'll take me sometimes even a day to be like, Hey, do you have time for a quick call? Let's reconnect. And that's when I'll have a better response for them. But like in the moment, sometimes it's really hard for me to like match that. And I know like some of my peers, they do such a great job at that. And that's just like definitely a weakness of mine is like, how do I respond in the moment with the right thing to say? And sometimes I don't have that, I guess, top of mind. That, that makes sense. But I think there's a lot to be said, the fact that you take so much time to actually consider what you're going to say um, yeah. to your employees. So I actually see that as a strength. Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, so you kind of answered how, um, how you're introverted, more introverted at work. So how has an, being an HSP in your role helped you? I guess you kind of spoke a little bit about that as well. Um, are there any other examples you can think of? Um, you actually were telling me that you got your employees more involved by doing these instant messaging videos and getting them involved. And yeah, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think like the, like the other piece is like when, like, especially in my, my role, like there's a lot that I have to do to like motivate employees. And I think like something from what I, I know you're the expert here with the highly sensitive people. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm not like as well versed in it, but something from what I understand is that like, oftentimes you have to, you do like HSPs in particular, do a really great job of like trying to understand others and like what their values are and like really aligning towards like what's important to people. Um, so I think like, especially like in my job, when I have like a lot of like very different personalities um, on a team is making sure that I'm motivating them in a way that they work best. And I think like when people think about what makes like a good work environment, a lot of them think, wow, I really love an environment that um, like gives me gifts or pays me really well or gives me time off. And all of those are really great things. Um, and like, I don't know how familiar you are with like extrinsic versus intrinsic motivation, but um, like something with like intrinsic motivation is really like trying to find something that um, like motivates the employee from like the inside of like what gives them like, the aspiration, I guess, to do more mm -hmm. and be more productive and be more successful. And that appeals like in different ways to different people. Right. Um, but something that I've been doing recently is like, I know a lot of people on my team, they're sales professionals and they really want to, um, be the all-star or be on top. A lot of them are really competitive. Um, so we've actually been starting, um, basically like uploading videos of every time that they get a sale. So they kind of talk us through rather than just like posting, Hey, I got a sale or waiting for like metrics to update. Um, 
actually posting a video of like how they got the sale and like what they did specifically to get that client to purchase um, the product, if that makes sense. Yeah, I thought that was a genius idea, by the way. When you told me that, (laughs) I'm wondering why everyone doesn't do that um, at their company. But um, yeah, I think that empathy component that you have and the ability to sense sense energy, you can tell when employees are maybe more motivated or they need maybe a different outlet to be motivated. And um, I just, I thought that was a great idea. Thanks. Um, yeah. So I think, I'm, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to no. cut you off. Uh, <laughs> um, something else is like, sometimes like, um, you're going to have like very negative, like energy when it comes to employees, especially like the world we live in right now is like, you can get really attracted to like the media and news. Like, I don't know about you, but like, I purposely sometimes don't look at news mm. articles and stuff. Cause I'm like, oh my God, like, COVID this, COVID that, world's ending, like, (laughs) I just, I don't want to hear about it more than I have to, which I don't know if that makes me ignorant or, or what, but, you know, it's, it's hard, um, but, like, sometimes, like, you have to be really upfront with people, and so, like, going back to, like, that topic of, like, being confrontational, like, sometimes you have to be really real with your people and just say, like, hey, you are being negative right now. And it is like, honestly, it is stopping you from being successful. And like coming from a place of like, I even sometimes will like when I'm delivering feedback or coaching, I'll say, Hey, you're not going to like what I'm about to tell you. Like I give them that, like, Hey, like warning, trigger warning, something's coming your way. (laughs) But if I don't tell you this, you're never going to be able to be successful. And part of my job is to hold you accountable. And I want you to be the best press you can be, the best Emily you can be, the best person you can be. And part of that is like, I need you to turn your attitude around. You know, like it's amazing how much like success is tied in with like just having a positive attitude. Like at the end of the day, like you don't have to be like the most successful person or you don't have to have like the most sales or, you know, I know you do marketing research. You don't have mm-hmm. to be the, the smartest person on the block. You don't have to have like everything um, perfect and follow all the rules. But I think there's a lot to be said of like how you project like your own energy and your own attitude into any situation. Absolutely. So like, I think that's something that I've really grown within myself is like, originally I was like really afraid to tell people like the cold, hard truth, but I like really now come from a a place of like, Hey, I care about you. This is why I'm telling you. If I didn't tell you this, it would mean that I didn't care about you. And I think like that can be applied to like work that -hmm. can be applied to your personal romantic relationships or your personal friendships, um, you know, and I think it's like really important to, um, to share what those things are. So you can help that person. I know for me, like, yeah, the truth hurts sometimes, but like, I would so much rather appreciate someone telling me something like that than, than not, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a truly unique quality to have. And just having, that type of leader would be amazing because it does it it also would affect their personal life and I think sometimes we don't really realize how negative we're being um I think it's just kind of a mindset we might get stuck in but once 
we're called out on it and we realize it, we can really change our lives. So I think that's incredible that you do that. Thanks. It's, it's hard though. Like sometimes it's like, I take that, like, it's easy. Like, I guess like sometimes in the moment, like, I guess I'm contradicting myself, but for situations like that, maybe I can do it in the moment. But then afterwards I feel that like, did I come off too strong? Was I too mean? Are they, are they internalizing this on their own right now? Mm -hmm. Um, but I, not everyone is an HSP or very sensitive. Like some people are just going to be like, Oh, okay. And it's not going to be that big of a deal. (laughs) But like for me, you know, I, I, it's hard not to like put yourself in your own shoes because you've only lived your life, if that makes sense. Right. That does make sense. Has anyone ever, um, like what type of feedback do you get from the employees after, after you tell them these things that they need to be more positive and yeah. Um, well, mixed, mixed bag. <laughs> okay. Let's focus on the positive. Like yeah. how, how do people positively react? Yeah. I'm curious how they No, I think like initially sometimes it will throw people off, but I I've gotten a lot of really great feedback. Like Emily, like that really impacted me or like, Hey, I'm sorry. Like I was coming off that way. Like I didn't realize I was doing that. Um, and I think like you have to approach that like with grace, no matter what their response is, like, even if they're like, sorry, I don't agree. Like I've had a really tough life. Like just being empathetic, like, Oh, like talk to me about that. Like, how have you reacted in the past when people have given you feedback or like, I guess just like, you know, I have like a psychology background, but like really trying to understand like where that person is coming from that it could be like triggering some type of trauma that they've had in the past. So I really try not to take that personally as much as I can. (laughs) Um, But I really try not to take that personally because there's a lot that they, they may have gone through um, and maybe they've been threatened in the past or the way they've received or given, been given feedback in the past has just not been like very appropriate or what, what it might be. Um, and then I think another thing is like, not everyone's gonna like part of leadership, I would say is like, not everyone is going to be like, oh my gosh, you made such a difference in my life. It's not going to be that like, and you might have a few of those moments Mm -hmm. from a few of your, your A players or people that are really like self-aware. Um, but more or less, you're going to probably see it in very small ways, like that influence. You're going to start to see them being more positive, maybe interacting with their peers more, focusing like on their own influence. Um, but it's those little moments that you really have to like celebrate mm-hmm. because it could be potentially a little discouraging. But if you really look at like big picture, like you know, um, the biggest goals are usually accomplished with baby steps and smaller goals along the way. Um, you'll start to see that you are making a really big influence. So, yeah, I think that's truly remarkable. The fact that you can recognize, you know, not everyone is going to be appreciative of fact, even if you are truly positively impacting their life, you just have to realize, you know, you might not be able to please them, but you truly are helping them. So I think that's incredible that you can push that aside, especially as an HSP feeling that energy. Oh, they're not happy with me right now, but you know what? I did something good for them. So yeah, I think that's truly amazing. Thanks. Um, absolutely. 
So what are your greatest challenges as an HSP in your maybe personal life or at work, or if you have examples of both, but. Yeah, um, my greatest challenges, I think is sometimes like I'm in my own head a lot. Like I tend to worry about things that haven't even happened yet. (laughs) Um, And I think I like start to internalize that those are like real um, feelings, real like things that have actually happened. If like, it's just me in my own head, like worrying about something. Um, So something that's like really helped me is um, like thinking about like worst case scenario, best case scenario, and really kind of coming to the conclusion that it's probably whatever is going to happen is going to be somewhere in the middle. Um, And that's really helped me like find what, what is good about that? Like, what is something I can express gratitude if it's going to be in the middle? So like, I guess I could give like an example. Um, Trying to think of an example. (laughs) I can totally relate to that though. I feel like well, no, I feel like this is a true statement. Um, <laughs> HSPs tend to look internally all the time. They're very introspective. So I think it's very easy to, when something happens, oh, what did I do? What did I do? But, you know, it's not always about us. And it's funny yeah. because that might sound like being self-centered, but yeah. honestly, it's just being very self-aware, like you said, and sometimes even self-conscious, like, oh, what was my part in this? So um I think that is really helpful. I like that technique of thinking best case scenario, worst case scenario. Um, my mind's usually in worst case scenario, but you're you're totally right. You need to find the middle ground and that's most likely where you should be and what reality is. Yeah. It's just like amazing. Like whether you're an HSP or you're not, like you have to find, you have to find that confidence. And if you don't feel it like internally, you just have, it's almost like for me, I just have to tell myself that I'm going to be able to get through it or I'm going to, you know, do my very best. And that's all I can really hold myself accountable to. And maybe it's not everyone's very best, but it's my version of very best. And like, you know, I'm putting, I know for me, like I'm putting 150% into almost everything I do. Now, it may not be someone else's 150%, but they may have something that they're also struggling with. Right. So That's like so true. You're, everyone has their own unique strengths and weaknesses and we can focus to like, we can focus on those weaknesses, but I think like what helps people be really successful is like, yeah, balancing like humility and being humble and recognizing like like being self-aware, right. Mm -hmm. But not dwelling on that, like finding the confidence to focus on, like, what are the things that we are really good at, or we have a passion for, Mm -hmm. you may not, you know, for me, like, I don't feel like I'm the best leader in my department, um, or out of my peer group, but I know that for me, I've come a long way since I first started. So taking pride in like, again, those baby steps, those baby wins, like that's, what's really, helped me, um, gain that confidence. And like, another thing, like I think of is like, you know, I feel like I'm young. My, uh, my team is of various ages right now. And sometimes I think like, do I have a lot of wisdom that I can really share with them? Yes. Yeah. It's like, yes. <laughs> I <have> say so. <laughs> it's like, it's, you have to tell yourself that even if I don't feel it, it's, it's okay. Like, come in, you know, in the beginning, I was like, oh, I feel like I'm coming off like cocky or like overly confident, but 
Like I know what my intentions are and I hope my team does. And if they don't, you know, there's nothing I can do about that. You know, I, I just have to try my very best every day. So, yeah, I think that's incredible, incredible advice. And I think your passion, um, and just the way you care for people, I think that really comes through and probably guides you in your role. Um, yeah, so that's great advice. Thanks for that. Yeah. Um, so as a child, uh, did you see yourself being a manager or what kind of, what kind of, <laughs> no, <laughs> kind of like I know, <laughs> uh, what kind of career did you want as a child? What was your dream job? Oh, a lot of different things. This is kind of a funny story, but yeah, when good. I was little, like my mom, I, my mom had asked me like what I wanted to be for Halloween. And I was like, I want to be a bunny. I want to be a ballerina and I want to be a princess. Like I could never. And that was kind of like the same trend. Wait, wait, wait. Did you say bunny? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where I want to hear, I'm sorry. I know there's a lot of great, like <laughs> probably like intellectual depth into the other uh, occupations, but where no, did the bunny come from? No, I don't think, I don't think there was a lot there. I think it was just like, I love animals. Okay. okay. <laughs> and you're a happy person, maybe. So. Yeah. But like, I give that analogy because literally, like, I feel like I always wanted to do so many different things. Like okay. there wasn't like one thing that I could see myself doing. Um, I know like a few, like when I got older, obviously like out of the age of five, (laughs) (laughs) um, I wanted to be like a chef and then I wanted to be like an artist or, um, just anything that was like super creative. So like, I never thought like leading other people would have been like something that I would have been interested in. Mm -hmm. I was definitely a lot more shy. So, um, yeah, I kind of surprised myself that this is like where I've landed. Um, but it's kind of funny. Like, I think, well, probably even your job too. I know yours is like really technical, but like you have like being creative, like you can be creative in any role or field. Like what has been your experience with that? Um, being creative. Yeah. So I like finding creative solutions. It's funny because I, like you said, I work in marketing research. So you think, oh, that sounds very logical and not very creative, but um, I like coming up with creative solutions for problems and uh, solving them with research. So yeah, you're totally right. Yeah. So, so not, yeah, I'm right. No, I don't mean like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, exactly. Like you, like for me, I have like a strict set of like guidelines that I have to follow and I have to do all these tasks and lead my people. But like, you can be like creative as you want with that. And like, that's my passion is like being really creative and like trying and implementing new things. So um, agree, like no matter like the type of person or the type of role that you are, like, I think you can always implement like a certain level of creativity into really any job that you pick, whether you're a doctor, a leader, or you are in that creative field. Like, I think honing in on those passions is so important because that's what shows like your true authentic self um, that you're bringing every day. I know um, in the past, like I've had a lot of like creative people on my team. And I think it's like, as an HSP, it's so important to um, like hone in on like what makes them happy. Absolutely. So I always love to ask, like, what do you do outside of work? Like, what are your personal goals? Like, I don't want to just hear about your professional ones to see, like, how can I help people align what they're truly most passionate about, right? Maybe it's not sales per se, 
but they use their passions to influence others to make more sales or influence uh, employee engagement or morale. Um, And like, I've gotten a lot of really great feedback, like, thank you so much for letting me do something I'm really passionate about. And that, you know, makes me really excited to come to work each day. And yeah, so, and I love to hear that because I'm like, yeah, I'm the same way. Like, I love to be creative and uh, engaging with my team. So um, yeah, I guess to circle back. Sorry, I forgot the question. But. No, it's okay. there, there are actually two really good pieces I wanted to, um, to, to bring up in what you just said. So one of them, um, I can totally see that you love to be creative and I have seen you in every single role you've had. You really bring the Emily to the role of like just putting your creative spin on it. And it's really engaged people, I feel like, um, in wherever you work. Um, so I just, I really love that piece. And I think a lot of HSPs are creative because you bring a lot of feeling into things. So um, I just thought that was an amazing point. Um, and I really do see you demonstrate that. So that's Thanks. awesome. Yeah. That and then, <laughs> and then another piece, um, just research on HSPs. A lot of us are actually told that we're shy as a child um, when really we're just an HSP. So that just means we process things intensely and we just might need to retreat to, to process it and then we can proceed. So we're not necessarily shy. We're just processing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was actually also shy as a child. You mentioned that because you said that you didn't know that you might want to be a manager Yeah. Uh, because yeah. we're shy. <laughs> yeah. And so I think that's one of the constructs we also need to break is we're told that we're shy. So that limits kind of what we think we're capable of as we grow up. And now you're an amazing manager and maybe you would have known that (laughs) you are, and maybe you would have considered that sooner if um, you weren't maybe told you were shy as a child. Um, I don't know if anyone else can relate to that out there. A hundred percent. I think like being more extroverted now, like I said, I would consider myself an extrovert. There's a lot of people on my team that are very introverted Um, and not that you want to like blow smoke up people's, you know what, or like, (laughs) not that you want to sugarcoat things, but Mm -hmm. sometimes like influence and can be just as simple as like encouraging others. I know for me, like when I'm not given positive feedback, I tend not to perform as well because I'm so in my own head, like, oh, what I'm doing isn't good enough. And I'm overanalyzing, I'm overthinking. And it's amazing. Like that a lot of people don't focus on that, like positive reinforcement. And like, I don't care if someone's been on my team for a year or they've been on my team for a couple of weeks, I'm going to give them as much positive feedback as I possibly can. Because from what I've witnessed, especially other HSPs that at least from who I think is an HSP, um, I've noticed that they, um, they thrive when they're getting that positive feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, now that you got to balance that right with right. being constructive and, and helping them meet their goals. But a lot of the time it's really just empowering other people. And it's like, when you take a step back and you really look at like how important positive, like reinforcement and positive engagement is with your folks or your people, or even like your friends, like, it can make such a difference. Like it's not always about like what you're doing wrong. Um, but it's a lot of the time it's about like what you're doing right and giving that encouragement and not every person is the same way. Maybe it's harder for others to give that encouragement, but I would say that that's like 
a lot of HSPs can do that. They're that people pleaser, right? Mm -hmm. And really identifying like what that person is really good at um, and being like very detailed. Like I noticed you specifically did this for the team and the way that you presented it and the words that you use and being very specific in your feedback with like that positive reinforcement it's often like it speaks volumes to people like, wow, you were paying attention to that very tiny detail. Mm -hmm. Like, wow, like that is really um, impacting me as an employee. And like, I'm going to, I'm going to focus on that tiny little piece to continue doing better. Um, And really like, you know, when I'm giving constructive feedback, really focusing on one to two things, that's it. Even if I can identify a a whole list of things that they need to do better, Mm -hmm. one to two things, because that's really all anyone can mentally absorb. That's a great point. (laughs) And like wind up actually taking seriously because, hey, people often tie their emotions into it. Now, if there's anything concerning, of course, you're going to mention that, right? But (laughs) like just that balance of leading with a lot of positive focusing on those one to two, maybe, um, opportunities, they're going to be able to overcome those opportunities that much more quickly than if you were to give them that slew of things that they need to work on, if that makes sense. Yes. I love that so much. That's such great insight. Um, and that really just reminded me how HSPs can really be great empowering leaders because there are different types of leaders, right? Yeah. hundred um, percent. What is it yeah. called? It's an empowering leader, right? Or empowerment method or something. Yeah. That's the uh-huh. type of leader in that. Yeah that's totally an HSP and that's totally what you do. So Thanks. I think that's incredible. Thank um, you. yeah. So, um, do you tend to socialize with mostly HSPs or, <laughs> I mean, I know you socialize with me, yeah. but, and I'm an HSP, but other than me, um, yeah, it's funny. I feel like I'm kind of like a chameleon where I can like get along with kind of like many different types of people, but I would say that I connect most deeply with others that are also kind of like, have that, like, what do you call that? Like that inner, um, like they're into their feelings. Yes. I guess, yes, yes. Um, I feel like I can obviously relate to them a lot more. It's very hard for me to relate to like very, very logical people. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's something that I'm working on is like, how can I be, I guess, less emotional in those types of situations. But yeah, I would say for the most part, I probably do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hope that I can be more inclusive in the future <laughs> with that, but yeah. <laughs> that, that completely makes sense. Um, since HSPs tend to have maybe fewer, but more deeper relationships. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, that completely makes sense. Yeah. Um, so what life experiences in general have really impacted you as an HSP? Oh my gosh. I feel like so many, um, kind of like going back into like, um, leadership like roles I can think of like um if I like gave advice to my younger self which I feel like I'm getting old enough to say that (laughs) um I would say like the life experiences that really helped helped me along the way were like volunteering for things like I was a little bit nervous for um and I almost wish like when I think of like what I did in high school, I 
um, like led um, this uh, library volunteer organization mm -hmm. and like National Honor Society. And I was a drum major for my high school marching band. I was so like excited for those opportunities. And I was definitely one to raise my hand. Um, I almost wish I was a little bit more like, I just really didn't care what other people thought of me in those situations at the time. Um, but I do feel like just doing things that I was really uncomfortable with, like that maybe I didn't feel like I was the best at still raising my hand for those opportunities, because I think like that fake it till you make it yeah. slogan is, is like helpful. Um, even if you don't like a hundred percent believe in yourself, um, giving yourself that, um, fake confidence or whatever you want to call it to, mm -hmm. to raise your hand. Like sometimes that speaks more volumes than, than anything. So. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Yep. I can definitely relate. I definitely wish I would have, I feel like maybe in some moments I raised my hand uh -huh. as a child, but then I ran away. Like <laughs> I want to do this, but, um, I'm too shy. So I tried. <laughs> no, it's hard. It's, it's really hard to, I think I still struggle with that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a life, lifelong lesson kind of improvement type of thing as you go. Yeah. Um, so that kind of had some advice in there, like little pieces. And you've given so much, said of you, so much uh, wise advice just through your own experiences. And as a manager, really um, such a great manager. Um, are there any other pieces that like pieces of advice that you think maybe the audience could benefit from or a mantra you like to live by or anything new that you've learned anything yeah um I think like when I've led so I've had a, the privilege of leading like a whole bunch of different um tenures of people meaning like with a lot of experience limited experience or no experience at all and, you know, sometimes I think, oh, what I did with the people that had no experience, like those people with a lot of experience, they can't benefit from that. Like they should already know all of those simple things like staying positive and um, staying connected and um, like the positive reinforcement. But that is like so not the case. In fact, like I often find that people with a lot of experience can often benefit from the same types of feedback from people with limited to no experience. Um, and like something as simple as like writing what you're grateful for committing to like an act of kindness or just like choosing happiness every single day. Um, and that, that takes work, especially yeah, for some people, they have different, um, life experiences. Um, I think all of those pieces, um, are so important to do for no matter the type of like employee that you're leading. Um, and, you know, I think now I've gained a, gained a lot of confidence in myself. Like, Hey, it's, it's okay to go back to basics with anyone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that, that, I feel, <laughs> that I feel has been helpful for me at least, especially when I feel nervous about meeting, um, people that have been in like a certain type of industry for a really long time. That's such great advice because I would, I would feel the same way. You would think that people probably have been taught all these things since they've been in the workforce for so long. But yeah, I think everyone can benefit from learning 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think the same can be applied like to ourselves. Like I keep talking about Mm -hmm. like how I'm leading other people, but like the same thing for me, like, Hey, raise your hand for those opportunities or do something that's outside your comfort zone. Even if you feel like you've already accomplished so much, like that's what, for me, at least that's what helps me grow is when I'm in those, like, I guess, uncomfortable situations. So, um, I think the same can be a applied in relationships or Mm -hmm. friendships or just life experiences or, Hey, we're going snowboarding (laughs) soon. And I'm a little nervous about it, but, um, I, I do think that those pieces are so important, like to continually challenge yourself to, um, embrace those opportunities and also tell yourself like, Hey, it's going to go great. I'm maybe I'll land on my face a few times, but I'm going to have a lot of fun doing it. Right. So, yeah, I love that. (laughs) Um, I have one more question for you. Okay. So I'm wondering, what does okay. Emily do? Oh, no. <laughs> when, <laughs> no, no. It's an easy question. Okay, okay. So what does Emily do when she needs more energy as an HSP? So just like an activity, like a self-care activity. Mm, that's a good question. I think anything that's very creative, like for me, it's not necessarily like rest or sleep. Sometimes that can make me more antsy, like I'm not doing enough or I'm not fixing the problem. Mm -hmm. Um, for me, it's usually not like watching a bunch of TV or like anything mindless. I I think that that usually doesn't help me. I feel like what helps me is like cooking a new recipe, painting something, um, like just something that could be like artistic or creative, or it could be even something I've never done before. I know we recently, um, in the fall time, we went to make like these sugar cookies and it was super fun, but just something that requires, like, I know it sounds weird, but like all of my energy to complete it, that it completely like distracts my mind from thinking about anything else. Mm -hmm. So I would say like, that's actually what gives me energy is using all my energy. No, no, that makes sense. Turning into, tuning into your creative energy. You know, that makes a lot of sense. I'm actually the same exact way. Surprise, surprise. I know. (laughs) I know. She'll tell me like what she's doing. She like does so much guys. You don't even know. It's like insane. I'm like, you are goals. You're my aspiration. You're my aspiration. Just feed off of each other. Yes. All right, Emily. Well, thank you so, so much for being here today. I really enjoyed our conversation yes. and I hope everyone else, I'm sure they did. I hope they did. Yes. I'm sure oh, they did. Hopefully you did. <laughs> there was something or, hey, now maybe you laughed. At yeah. Hopefully you got a few laughs out of us, but yeah, thank you so much, Emily. And, you know, I will talk to you soon. Wow. You all, I am so blown away by our interview with Emily Tinger today. You know, I've talked to her almost every day, but we've never had an in-depth conversation about her strategies as a leader and a manager as an HSP and empath. And I think there are just so many great pieces of advice in that conversation. So I hope you took a lot away from that. So just to sum it up, since there was so much in that conversation, I will give some key takeaways here. So key takeaway number one, as an HSP and empath, you can use your ability to sense energies to read the needs, motivators, and values of your employees and the people that you work with. Takeaway number two, you can also use these skills to help your employees and people you lead to shift their perspective in order to set them up for success. At the end of the day, you don't have to be the most successful, 
but a positive attitude will take you far. Takeaway number three, as an HSP and empathetic leader, you can overcome the habit of people pleasing by asking yourself, what do they need from me in order to succeed? Even if this requires delivering some hard truths. Takeaway number four, imposter syndrome. As a leader who may be younger than the people they lead, it might be difficult at times, but you hold value and expertise to share with those that you lead. So embrace that. Key takeaway number five, push aside feelings that your work isn't good enough. It might not be everyone's very best, but it's your very best. You never know what others are struggling. So try not to compare. Key takeaway number six, bring your passions to work and embrace your unique qualities. They'll shine through in everything that you do. Key takeaway number seven, using gratitude and appreciation and completing random acts of kindness will boost your mood. And that will ultimately show in your work as well. Key takeaway number eight, asking your employees what their personal goals are and then help them align that with the work that they do will ultimately help them with integrity. It can help them a lot in their role. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. As I mentioned in the previous episode, I am having that giveaway for a $25 Amazon gift card. So if you subscribe to the podcast and leave a review by March 31st, 2022, I'm going to be selecting a random person to win the Amazon gift card. And I'll be announcing that winner April 6th on the podcast as well as on my Instagram. So just as a reminder, my Instagram handle is at instantease underscore with Presh. So you can follow me there and see who the winner is. Thank you so much for listening. As always, please feel free to share this episode with someone you think could benefit from it. Um, maybe they want to become a manager or maybe they're having a, a tough time pulling through with confidence and becoming a leader um, for others or just within themselves. This was a great example of an HSP and empath who really embraces their unique gifts to help and inspire others. So I hope that you feel that inspiration and feel like you can take on the world now. Alrighty, well, I will talk to you next time. Enjoy the rest of your week. Love and care to you all.